Welcome to episode three. I'm Vanessa. This is Gary. And this is Noel. And we are impatiently waiting. And it's July 2nd. And after impatiently waiting four years, we got a new Jay-Z album this weekend. And it's NBA free agency time. So tell me guys, what do you think of Jay-Z's album? I haven't stopped listening to it personally. Uh, It's about like a 35 minute album. Yeah. So you can listen to it on your ride to work or whatever. And it's, it's, it's jam packed with content to me. I'm, I'm loving it. I've only been able to hear a few songs, probably about two or three. Um, definitely full of content, a lot of, uh, context to his songs, not like what we hear on the radio now. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of it. What's your favorite song so far that you have heard? Um, so I've skimmed through all the songs, but the ones that I've really listened to a lot and really like, I love the song, uh, the OJ song. That one is... The story of OJ? Yeah, the story of OJ. Um, and I kind of went in there thinking it was going to be all about OJ Simpson, but it was more or less about one moment where OJ Simpson made a comment where he thought he was, you know... He's not black, he's yeah, OJ? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Not to you know go into the racial stuff, but you know... Um, OJ thought he was above being black because of who he was. And, you know, during the whole song, Jay-Z's kind of just letting everybody know that it's, it's, you know, it's more than that. I feel like it's not just for African-Americans, even for, you know, Hispanics, you know, no matter where we get in life, sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll, we have to remember that we are who we are. Right. And I would say, when was the last time a rapper made you think like that? It's been (laughs) forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nobody Drake is good, but Drake doesn't really make you think on a different level of, no, of life no. and, and Dr- being Drake, an adult. Yeah, Drake is a performer. You know, he makes you have fun, makes you want to dance to music. But, you know, the album that Jay-Z put out is more of, you know, you got to sit there, listen to the music, appreciate what he's saying. You know, like I said, there's context to it. You know, it's more than just a beat and, you know, catchy phrases. Right, or, or a catchy dance that's going to go viral on YouTube. Yeah. And I think... This album, he was so much more vulnerable than maybe we've ever heard him. Um, 444, where he pretty much admits to cheating on Beyonce. He talks about being black. He talks about black entrepreneurs. And um, I just, I haven't stopped listening to it either. When it came out, Gary and I stayed awake until midnight to listen to the release on Tidal. And I haven't stopped playing it. I feel like it was somewhat of a confession. Yeah. Confessional, you know. Just yeah, and kinda... I think that th- that's what the first song, Kill Jay-Z, it kind of opens up to killing his ego, and I'm just going to let it all out now. Yeah, I agree. What's your favorite song, Gary? <sighs> it's hard to pick one right now. Um, let me look at the track list real quick. Um, I think 444 is just the way he raps over that beat and Everything he talks about in that song is just really powerful. Um, I really like the song with Damian Marley, uh, the story of OJ also, uh, the Franco. I don't know. I like all of it, honestly. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, probably 444, Bam. Yeah, I think my favorite so far is Smile. Because um, yeah. he talks about his mom. She has four children, but she's basically been a lesbian. And she hasn't been able to come out and say it. And at the end, his mom does a poem. And if you listen to the poem and what she's saying, it's just kind of... She's, she's pretty much saying, don't live in the shadow of what everyone else wants you to be. Love who you love and just smile. And I think that's such a good message right now. I think 
I think he just knocked it out in every way with this album. And even a lot of athletes have been tweeting about it, um, specifically LeBron. And uh, it was on ESPN yesterday. Ramona Shelburne was talking about one of his tweets where he said, uh, no one wins when the family feuds. Well, we know that's a lyric, but of course ESPN is making it out to be more. Do you guys think there's anything more to it or it's just he's appreciating the lyrics? I don't. I don't think there's more to it. I just think, no. just like almost everybody else, you know, on social media right now is doing. Everybody's retweet, Everybody everybody's retweeting lyrics his out. lyrics. Yeah. Plus, this this album is everybody's putting these little pictures with a lyric with a quote. So every, it's quotables all over the album, and everyone's yeah. just putting it everywhere. ESPN is just running with the story. Right. They need something yeah. more to talk about. Yeah. Because free agency isn't enough. Well, and because yeah. LeBron isn't actively pursuing free agents is what they reported. Possibly so, for the first time in his career. Why do you think that is? I mean, well, and, and, and I guess maybe not the first time in his career, but I know as soon as he left uh, Cleveland the first time, I think that's what it became more about. It was LeBron the GM wherever he went versus, yeah. you know, just LeBron the player. Do you think it's because he plans to leave next summer and why recruit someone if you don't have long-term plans? I think I think there's a possibility he could leave if if they're not contending for championships. Which, when I say contending, I mean mostly winning or you know going to Game Seven. Then I I could definitely see LeBron leaving again, um, because it seems like he just wants to stay stay consistently competing for championships, which is understandable. But um, yeah, am I, I I think he could I think he could leave again. I mean I I think he would leave. I don't think it has to do with. Why or why not? He's recruiting. I think he's just focused on uh, getting better himself. He was what in the gym working out, the, posting the, the videos day of working after. out the day after. Yeah, the day after with uh, the bald the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys think so? Earlier this week, Chris Paul was traded to the Houston Rockets. So, could you see LeBron teaming up with Chris Paul in Houston and James Harden? Because he has said he would love to play with Chris Paul. We know they're friends off the court. Do you, could you see him going to Houston? I don't see him going to the West Coast. Because of the, the co- competition in the Western Conference? Yeah, if he stays in the East, he's guaranteed, I think, to go to the finals. Yeah, maybe for the next five years, he's still going to be in the finals every year in the East. But if he goes West, he's facing uh, Golden State, San Antonio, now the the Rockets, you know, maybe the Clippers. You never know, you know where they're going to be at after these trades and, and all that. But I think his, his path to the finals is always going to be easier – through the East. And with Chris Paul in Houston now, what do you, what does that do for Houston? What, what do you guys, where do you see them going? Are they now a, comp, a competitor to Golden State? Mm, I, I don't think so. I mean, they, they might win a couple games, but I don't think that team's deep. Like, look at their Clint Capella is their starting center right now. Uh, Ryan Anderson's a four, Trevor Ariza. I mean, they're good. They'll be in the playoffs, probably a top five seed, but I don't see them making a deep run with their their bench. You look at their bench, other than Eric Gordon, there's probably nobody that you even recognize. Yeah, no, there's nobody. Backup point guard is Isaiah Taylor. Who who anybody know who that is? No, <laughs> at all. Not at all. He went to Texas, but I have no clue who he is. He um, played four games last year. Wow. Yeah, no, I I don't think the Houston Rockets have exactly what they would need to beat Golden State. Um, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, Gary, they they'll probably be a top five, top six seed. But um, 
man, it's it's almost tough for any team to just make one one uh, one move and automatically you know you're able to compete with the Warriors. Even right. then, it takes time for these players to learn how to play together. Both of these guys are ball heavy; they need to have the ball in their hands. So now, it's, it's yeah, going to exactly. take a lot of adjustment yeah. for both of them. Chris Paul's a creator, not a spot up shooter. So is yeah. James Harden. Even though James can shoot, mm-hmm. but. And who's taking the last shot now? I mean, I, I would assume it's still going to be James Harden. It'll be Harden. But, uh, but you know, Chris Paul's going to want to, you know, have a little bit of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I kind of think they gave up a lot, maybe even too much, because not that Lou Williams or Patrick Beverly are in any way on the level of Chris Paul, but they gave up all of the pieces that kind of got them to be the number three seed, I believe they were last year. Mm-hmm. And... Now you add Chris Paul, but Chris Paul hasn't had success in the playoffs. He's never been to the Western Conference Finals. James Harden didn't even look like James Harden in the in the playoffs last season. Yeah, so I agree with you on that. I think you give up these role players for this one all-star who is also only a rental. He's a free agent again next year. Yeah, unless you unless they know they've got a commitment from him. Yeah, that could um, be. You know, that, that's a little bit dangerous. But I also agree with what you said is they, you know, they gave away six or seven players for one player, which that's that's a pretty big uh, part of your your depth, you know, your Mm -hmm. whole bench. And was Lou Williams, was he a starting shooting guard or was he backup? No, six man, Lou Will. Lou Will, okay. So he he averaged 17 and a half points last year coming off the bench. Where are they going to get that from now with a guy who's played four games last year? Yeah. You know, even though he's the center. Yeah, Chris Paul, he, he probably averaged that maybe even less he averaged 18.1 points a game so they're very similar and so now you're losing the role players and i think ryan anderson is a free agent too he may not come back so i don't know i don't know that this trade it was a big risk yeah it it looks and it sounds good when you add chris paul but you know depending what you have to give up you know the like you know going back to the depth you know in the playoffs that matters yeah and chris paul i think he's a great player but I don't think he's – I just don't find this to be worth it because I don't see him getting you to the finals over Golden State. Yeah, I don't think he's the piece that's going to get them over the hump to right. beat Golden State. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then Blake Griffin, he signed with the Clippers, I think five-year, $173 million. What is What are the Clippers now without Chris Paul, without J.J. Redick? They may not even make the playoffs. I don't know. It's I don't be think hard. they're going to make the playoffs at all. I mean, there's there's a chance they might get in there. Obviously, they're not going to be a top four or five seed, but I think they might still sneak in, you know, seven or eight. But without Chris Paul, you know, how much better are they? Who's their point guard now? Is it Patrick Beverly? Uh, you know, if if they're going to have him starting, then, yeah, that's who it would be. I would start Lou Williams. Uh, Patrick Beverly's. I think the, uh-huh. Lou Williams more of a two, though. Yeah. I think he's more of a shooting guard versus a – Versus a point guard, and then also you just gave up, or not gave up, but you let Redick go to the 76ers, so, you know, you don't have a starting uh, shooting guard, starting shooting guard yeah. either. So you That's might true. have to start both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, Beverly, he's he's a scrappy defensive player. He's not a great ball handler, not a great shooter. He doesn't get people open. So that's no. He he's he's I I, I think he's more of a, a role player versus you know your starting mm-hmm. you know point guard. Um, but if they have other pieces around him, you know, he could be successful. But I definitely agree with you that he's not the guy who's going to, you know, go out and get you 20 points and 10 assists. What about Austin Rivers? 
Isn't he a point guard? No, no, I think he's a shooting guard. I don't know what he is. I'm it's hard to say now. Him. I mean, yeah. so many players I, I think, are just I so think many he's more where he's at because of his father. I mean, I don't think he's a bad ball player, but you know, for him he's to hyped. be, yeah, for him to be starting, you know, in LA on the Clippers, where his father's the the you know operations manager, I think it more has to do with you know his father. So you don't think he's earned the position at all? Not from what I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen that many games. From what I've seen, to me, he's not that good. Or he just jumps off me like, oh, my God, look at look at him. He's, he's going off. Yeah. And he had a few good games, so that's it. And the West, so the West continues to get stronger. The West, it, it now we have Chris Paul with James Harden, Blake Griffin staying in L.A., and then the big trade, we have Paul George in Oklahoma City. So obviously the path to the finals for LeBron is getting easier. But what does the trade to OKC mean? What is that going to do with Russell Westbrook and now Paul George? What do you think? Um, I think that the Pacers, I, I would say they got robbed, but they, they did this. They made this trade. They got Victor Oladipo and Sabonis for a, an all-star. Well, they, got something, they weren't going to get anything big for one year. But Boston didn't, Boston didn't get to make their final offer, is what I was reading on ESPN. Oh. Yeah, well, they may have, may have rushed on it. but Yeah, yeah and, and you don't want to put Paul George in the Eastern Conference either. That, I think, you know, we discussed that, that it was a, a move yeah. they made to get him, you know. They don't want to play in against it, him in it. Yeah, exactly. Four you, times a year. Yeah, exactly. You want to get him on the, you know, the other coast and make him less of, a, of an issue. Yeah, and I think Victor Oladipo, he averaged about 15 points to bonus about five. So the two combined are not going to make, are not going to get you what, He'll what? score more now Paul without did. Westbrook Victor taking Oladipo? all the shots. Yeah. He can get up to 18, 19. You know, we know he's not efficient like no. that, but he'll he'll contribute. And I think uh, Sabonis will be able to score a little more. I think he's decent. And with with I think with Paul George being in OKC, I think because they didn't have to give up big pieces, I think that I think they could finish four or five in the in the West. Yeah, um, still I don't think a contest in the West, but it'll be interesting to see it. I think it's going to be a, a round four of Cleveland and Golden State, to be honest. So so do you think this weekend kind of becomes irrelevant when we get to next June? You think it's just going to all go back to them? I think the playoffs will be good. The, yeah, the playoffs should be more interesting the this West, year. The West Coast uh, playoffs, East will be horrible. Yeah, but ex- exactly. The East is going to be another, you know, Another joke for LeBron to walk through. Um, you know, what other team right now in the Eastern Conference, other than Boston, you know, if they if they pick up Hayward, then they may, you know, they may be competitive versus Cleveland. But, again, I don't think there's one move that any team can make to put them on the level of Cleveland and Golden State. I, I think adding Hayward does that. I think if you have Isaiah Thomas, Horford, ha- um, Hayward, and and you're not giving up anything. If they can just sign him, I think that they become competitive with Cleveland. Yeah. I, I think I, it gives them a good shot. But still, who's going to stop LeBron? Yeah. Who's going to stop Kyrie? Hmm. Once, once, once the games are played, it like I said, it looks good on paper. It does. It's a different it, game in the playoffs. Regular season, you know, they might win again. But when it comes down to the playoffs, it slows down. And they don't have the players to do that. Do you think Isaiah's height – is is going to be a problem, continue to be a problem in the playoffs? Because 
when you get to the playoffs, you only play pretty much the elite. You know, you play the Kyrie Irving, the Kyle Lowry, John Wall, but and he's so short. Defensively, uh, it's a problem. I mean, he'll yeah. still be good offensively. Yeah, but but what happens is, and I think I saw this a little bit when they were playing versus Cleveland, is they they put uh they put LeBron on him, you put somebody that's oh, you yeah, know six foot nine on on a five nine Isaiah Thomas, and but, but if they have Hayward, who's going to guard him now? LeBron's got to guard him. Well, you, it just depends. You, we haven't seen what moves uh, Cleveland will make because I don't. I don't think Cleveland stands. You know where they're at unless nobody, absolutely nobody, wants Kevin Love. If nobody wants Kevin Love, then we'll see a very similar team next year. But yeah. if they can get a taker for Kevin Love, I'm sure they'll add another All Star. That's true. Can, do you think Carmelo agrees to go to Cleveland and it's a, a, a Kevin Love Carmelo trade? I'd like to see that. I'm sure it would be fun to watch, but I don't think I don't think Carmelo Anthony is going to be that piece that gets them over the Warriors because what they needed in the finals was somebody to stop Durant. Yeah, and. Carmelo Anthony's not going to do that. So what if what if LeBron is on? Let's just say LeBron is on Durant, and he's using less energy. He doesn't need to score as much because you now have Carmelo offensively. That that could get them over there because all LeBron has to then worry about is defending Durant. Kyrie's going to defend Steph, and then you got to find somebody yeah, to defend. Yeah, you still have to think Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, and Draymond, you know, Draymond Green. Yeah. Iguodala's back off the bench. Yeah, Iguodala's back. He signed a three-year, $45 million contract. No, it went up to 48. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that he's getting $16 million a year, um, which I think that's money all spent. Oh, they, definitely. They they had to re-sign him. I mean, he's... Finals MVP two years ago? <laughs> I yeah. agree, yeah. And some other some other interesting things. Stephen Curry, he just signed the, the largest Super contract. Max. Largest contract in NBA history. Five years, two hundred and one million dollars. So, those uh, those contracts are going up. Yeah, well, they deserve it. Yeah, what's I that mean, come out to a year? Uh, Forty million. Forty if million I'm... a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember back in the day, a ten million dollar player was the best player on your team. Well, I don't think Michael Jordan ever made more than thirty, and, and that was in the nineties. Yeah. But when you look at what these players have have created and the amount of money they're making the owners it's re- that that's really not a lot of money in comparison of course 200 million dollars is a whole lot of money but i think the value of the warriors went up from around 450 million to 2 billion because of steph curry so yeah so his 40 million a year is chump change right compared, in compared to what to, they're getting yeah exactly yeah. so they had now what are they going to do though because you just gave him 200 million dollars you have three other players that are going to want big contracts. Is that where we see the end of this Golden State run? Eventually. I think that's what happens. I think that happens to every, you know, great team. Eventually the money, the the business side of it is going to catch up to yeah. you. I mean, I think that's every sport, you know, that has a salary cap. But they just got to stay ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Get an up-and-coming player. Well, and that, and that's that's where it goes back to, you know, your 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 uh, your your scouting department, you know, drafting, you know, bringing in younger players who you can develop. And I don't think you see that as much in the NBA as you used to before. Yeah. You know, before it was all about, you know, drafting and, you know, developing these young players. And now all the teams are looking for is how to create cap space to get the the big three or, you know, the best free agent available. And when you don't have that, you, you know, you have a lot of bottom dwellers. And that's why the NBA is how it is now is because – Nobody, you know, if you're not L.A., 
um, you know, Chicago, Boston, a big name, big scene, you ha- it's hard to get players to come to your teams. Well, and that's what the Lakers are doing, I think. They didn't really make a lot of moves this offseason because I think they're looking for next year. Next year is Paul George, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, I think, is another free agent next year. So if L.A. keeps all that money next year, they could have a, they could have a power team themselves. Yeah, and, and a lot of young players because the Lakers have drafted pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think um, Julius Randle is going to be a decent player. Um, the uh, the other kid they have, the shooting guard, Clark Clarkson, mm-hmm. he's good as well. They drafted him. So the Lakers are, like like you said, if they if they clear up cap space and they go after LeBron James and, um, and Paul George together, or Russell Westbrook. What? Yeah. This could be Oklahoma City could have. Could I think give I think team. Russell Westbrook just signed his extension though. He oh. did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. I think he's locked up for the next five years already. Five years? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, because he, he was thinking of John Wall. I'm not sure. I think John Westbrook. Wall resigned too. Yeah, John Wall did. I think that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Russell Westbrook signed his um, extension, I believe, last year, when Kevin Durant would have been signing his. Instead, he became the free oh, okay. agent. So not not just now. He did it, you think, last year? I think last year okay. he signed his extension. Yeah. So I think Philly's kind of doing the same thing. That's why they only signed Reddick for one year. Gives them $21 Correct, million yeah. back. And then Philly, what Philly did, obviously, they, they you know, luckily got a bunch of really high draft picks. Luckily? <laughs> That's true. It wasn't luck. <laughs> there was no... Uh, that, that was part of the, the plan, part the of the process. process. Yeah. So, you know, Philly, they, they have a lot of, you know, really good, potentially young talent. And, you know, with a couple big names to their team, you know, like I said, you know, episode one, they could be the best team in the NBA in five years. They could, yeah, if they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. If uh, Simmons turns out to be, <clears throat> you know, as advertised. I mean, you have Fultz, you have Simmons, you have Embiid. Now you have J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick now, but just, just, you know, just speaking about their young players, you know, those are three big name, you know, young players that if, like you said, if they stay healthy, you know, they could be top five, ten players in the future. Yeah, yeah. and that's really been the most news coming out of the East. Um, the only the only other story was that uh, Phil Jackson and the Knicks decided to part ways, um, and which I think that was. Obviously, best for the Knicks. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would agree with that. I'm not sure what was going on down there. You know, what 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 was he doing? Like, what was the? Uh, why did he take that job? Was it just the money? I I don't know what it was. I mean, I'm sure at one point he felt like he could turn that team around, but I feel like I think he, l- they talked him into it. <laughs> yeah, you think, I think so? so. <laughs> I don't think he really wanted that. They convinced him, like, look, just come take this sixteen or. What was it twelve or sixteen million dollars a year? A year? Come take this twelve million dollars a year, so we can say your name. But is he didn't even have it. to go over there. He, yeah, I think he was, he was. He was there like what, once a month or I, something yeah, like that. I think that. he was running the organization from L.A. L.A. No, L.A. or, or Minnesota, in, or he lives in like Utah or. It's, yeah. I think it's Minnesota. Somewhere he lives in. in he lives very yeah <laughs> out there, <laughs> not yeah, in the city. Yeah. So and and I think a lot of the 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 personalities of the players. Didn't suit him well, you know. Carmelo, Porzingis, younger, more, you know. I don't even know what the right word is, but I don't think those were the type of players he wanted. But it's one thing for him to be in practice every day with these guys and say the things that he's saying to them as, you know, a, a GM or president that he was. 
you know, these these players don't see him, and then he's taking shots at them. Yeah, you know, if, if you're, criticizing from another state. Right. Yeah, and You're I not agree. in practice. You're not in the games fighting with these guys, and then he's saying all these things. It just, I think it leaves a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Well, and, and he's forcing this triangle offense on people that it may, that it doesn't fit. You know, it worked with the Bulls, but it, and, and the Lakers, it's not necessarily going to work with the Knicks because you don't have the same style players you did on those yeah, teams. See, and, that, and that was another thing. I, I don't think they were... The players they had, I don't think they fit what he was trying to, you know, accomplish. And and I don't think they bought into it. They didn't buy into this triangle way. And no. it was just... It's it very was, predictive. You got to have the best players for it to work, I think. Yeah. And I don't know right now, when you look at the Knicks, who is more of a mess, the Knicks or the Magic? <laughs> well... We don't have Porzingis or Carmelo Anthony, and they do, so I would say the magic. The magic, and the headline coming out of Orlando this weekend was nothing. Basically, yeah. There were no free agent signings. There was no, not even a rumor. (laughs) There was rumors. Yes, a couple rumors here and there, but I I think they were put out by other people, you know, like you said, um, because they didn't make sense. We were going after a guy, Joe Inglis, who you know averaged about six or seven points a game, and we were going to pay him fifteen million. He's what, like a small forward, so he'd be yeah. taking time from our rookie, taking yeah. time from Aaron Gordon. Other players were still trying to develop, right? So, I mean, I I agree we shouldn't really be making a splash right now. We got to develop this talent first. Um, and on I think the sixth, so went on Thursday of next week. That's when. Teams can officially sign the free agents, and that's when we can, or anyone in the NBA can make trades. Do you see anyone on Orlando being traded? I wish we could trade Fournier. Can't stand him. Fournier's got a great contract, so if... if Great contract? Well, yeah, I think he's only making 13... When I say great, I mean for other teams that might be interested. What was it, like four years, 80 million or something like that? No, I don't think he was making that much. I think his contract was worth 15. I think it was five years... No, no, excuse me, four years. It's a five-year, $85 million contract. Five eighty-five. okay. So, and again, you know, when we're looking at players making $20, 30000000 million, yeah. that, that's a that's a team-friendly contract that if somebody doesn't And Luchavik's contract yeah, is really nice. We have the trade. We have the pieces to trade, but, it, you know, it just depends what we're going to get in return. Yeah, at this point, I, I think they're going to let it play out one more year, see what they have with the new GMs and president. And Noah, you kind of are over uh, Alfred Payton and yeah. his play, but I, I, I don't agree. I think we need to keep him. I think he can develop. Well, I just I don't think his shot's ever going to develop, and I think we need a more physical, a more, uh, a more of a scorer attack first and create off of the you know off driving. And I don't think Alfred's ever going to be that other than... That's what he does. He but, drives and creates, but, but it's exact what you just said we need is exactly how he plays other than shooting. But he drives and he creates, but how often? It's not consistent. You know, it's... it's he, he Nobody's worried about him pulling up and, you know, shooting a three. So they're not worried about that. He can't, he can't hit... He could still develop it, I think. But well, you also have to remember he's had a different coach every single year he's been on the Magic. So I, I think you got to give him a little time with the current coach. If they agree, he should stay. But here's the thing. When you when you want to give him a little bit of time in the NBA, now the way the contracts are, we got to pay him soon. Yeah. Um, are, see are, what the market yeah, gives but, him, and then uh, you match if you agree. Are we, are we ready to pay him 
15 million dollars a year do you, right now if you had to pay him 15 million dollars a year as your point guard for the next five years would you take that chance Depends. I'd have to see what else is available that we could trade or pick no, up in free agency. All, all, all that aside, all that aside, right 15 now. 15 a year? Yeah, and that's that's on the low side. That's low, yeah. Yeah, that's um, on the low side. But I want to know if you'd commit that to Alfred Payton right now. 15? Maybe for a short term, like a two or three year, but not for he, five. He's going to want five. I wouldn't give him five. Not right now. I'd give him two with a team option. And then you have the same question with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, I think we drafted them in the same draft. So, mm-hmm. would Gordon. you would you commit five years, twenty million to Aaron Gordon right now? To him, I think yes. Yeah, I, absolutely, I, I agree. I'd feel safer giving it to Aaron Gordon than yeah, Alfred sure. Payton. Yeah, and that's why I feel like you know, with the way the NBA is right now, you know, we can keep on waiting, but we're not getting any better waiting. No, but that's the, that is the phase we're back in. We're five years ago. We we don't have a choice. The Orlando Magic are going to be in a year where this president and this GM is going to evaluate the talent on this team and make a decision next year on, okay, maybe you're right. Alfred Payton isn't going to be that guy. Or maybe Aaron Gordon, we don't need to sign him because there's someone else out there. But unfortunately for for Magic fans, we're waiting again mm-hmm. impatiently. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's been a long rebuild since uh, since Howard. So. And and I think a lot of it has to do with um, some bad decisions that Hennigan made, but mm-hmm. Hennigan did not. Obviously, Hennigan didn't take over the best situation either. So, no. I mean, the past two GMs that we've had didn't put us in great spots to succeed in the future. So, hopefully, right. he was a it was a mistake bringing in somebody with no, um, you know, like experience to have to deal with what he had in his hand. So it's not really his fault, I don't think, but... Yeah, but some of his decisions led us to this point. I'll put it on Alex Martins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex Martins is... He needs to just stay on the business side. Don't worry about anything basketball. I agree. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us this week. Um, It's been an interesting and exciting free agency weekend. Um, Everyone needs to go listen to Jay-Z's album if you haven't already. Trust us. And something else we're going to ask of you guys is um, whether you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, leave us a comment and let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, Obviously, it's going to be mostly sports, but anything else that you want to hear from us, just let us know. And everyone have a happy and safe 4th of July. What's the the Instagram name and the Facebook name so people can find us? The Facebook is facebook.com slash impatientlywaitingpodcast. And the Instagram is at Impatiently Waiting Podcast. That sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week.